What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we're going to talk about being patient with the process. You know, I think the millennials get a bad rap on this one. I've heard a lot of people criticize them that they want stuff and they want it now. But honestly, I think Jamie and my generation, Generation X and younger, are all kind of in this same world. And we're going to be unpacking that for you here in just a little bit. I don't know, Jamie, what do you think? Do we give us a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. So as we threw around this topic in preparation for the podcast today, Chris and I talked a lot about different areas of our life and things we see in our culture that are immediate gratification. Yeah. I mean, the the, the most obvious one is this fast food generation mindset, right? The fact that our generation and younger have always had drive-through restaurants. We've always had to where we pull up. We don't even have to get out of our car, we order our food and we we expect it to be, you know, hot in a bag in five minutes or less, right? And I feel like that's a, a start, that's a piece of, but it's grown from there. It didn't just stop with drive-throughs. We're trying to make things more efficient. And in, in, the, in the process of efficiency, I feel like we have grown more and more impatient. I agree. We've gotten in this huge hurry with everything. Back when we were in high school, if you wanted to call someone you would call them on the landline, which is, first of all, a mind blower to this generation today. We didn't even call it a landline. We just called it a telephone. It was the phone, and it was connected to the wall in the kitchen in the middle of where everyone was. So you would make a call. If they didn't answer, their answering machine would pick up, and they would return it at their convenience. Maybe a day later, maybe two days later, depending on what they had going on. And you, at least I didn't read into that delay. I didn't sit there and think, are they mad at me? Unless it was never returned, right? Because then, yeah, weird. Yeah. But with today, our phones can give you a red receipt. So after you send a message or a polo or whatever else, you can tell if it's been viewed. And here's the deal. Like when I view it, I don't always view it. Meaning if I'm at work, and I feel my personal phone go off and I take a quick look at it to see, to see if it, hey, is it a kid? Is this an emergency? And I'll look at it real quick. And as soon as I know that it's not, I'll close it. But I don't actually necessarily read it all. But this tells the sender that oh, you have now yeah. seen it and ignored it and not responded. And there's a phrase for this, Jamie. Help me out with what, what do the kids call this? Leaving someone on red. Yeah. And I thought that was a color. Like I thought we were going to get like red t-shirts and like, you know, yay, you're on red. Is this a good thing? Oh no, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. And this is a big deal with our teens anyway. You leave someone on red, they are mad at you. They don't like you. They don't like the content you're posting. And suddenly you are not feeling great about yourself. It seeped into other areas as well. You know, when I was a kid growing up, once I found a telephone, uh, or excuse me, a, a TV program that I really enjoyed, I would watch it on a weekly basis. And you could count on a new episode. Every Wednesday. Right. Right. And it was kind of exciting, something to look forward to. I don't do that anymore. Now Jamie and I get into a TV series and it's Friday night and, and we're going to watch six episodes between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We, we binge watch it. And we no longer have to exercise patience 
in order to enjoy this thing in our life. There's no commercials either. I didn't even think about that. Commercials were good. It gave you a chance to take a pee, right? Right. Grab a snack. Right. Anymore, though, you could just pause it. That's a good point. And then come back and hit start, and you're not going to be interrupted by commercials. So we see this as a growing problem for us and for our kids and all the generations in between because patience is a process. In order for us to have the ability to be patient, we have to practice it. I can't be strong in my muscles and never work out. If my muscles are going to be strong, I have to go through a process. I have to go through a process of exercising them. And I I firmly believe patience is one of these things. And I see it as something that we lack as a society. If it was just one generation, we could fix that. But I see us lacking patience as a society. So Jamie and I were hoping we could kind of carve out some time, be transparent with you guys of how we're failing at this in some ways. But then some of the things we're doing also to try to be better at it. So what are those areas, James, that we're going to look at in order to be patient with the process? Yeah, the three areas we want to explore today are health, marriage, and parenting. And this last week, Chris had a chance to speak with one of his mentors, and he gave him some sage advice. What did he say? Yeah, I can't remember if he said he got it in a book or on a podcast, but this had to do with physical health. And he said he doesn't negotiate with himself anymore. And I kind of probably crumpled my eyebrows because I was like, I don't understand. (laughs) And he goes, hey, when I wake up at 4 a.m., I don't negotiate with myself. I'm getting out of bed and I'm going for a run. He said, I I recognize that I need to work on my physical fitness. It's good for stress management. I'm going to do this every day. And the problem comes, and this is like the story of my life, because I get into great routines with this, and then I start negotiating with myself. It's cold outside right now. I don't like being cold. Uh, You know, I worked out the last two days. I'm going to take a day off. And a day off turns into like five days off. Or, you know, I got to bed last night a half hour late. I'm just going to lay in bed for this extra half hour, as if that's going to help. I've already woke up. It's 4 a.m., Laying in bed for another 30 minutes isn't going to help anything. It's time to get up and actually get moving. And so I really like this idea, and it's been bouncing around in my head. And this morning, it's Saturday, that's when Jamie and I record. This morning, I I woke up, I looked at the clock, it was like 6.15, and I was like, I'm not negotiating with myself, pulling my rear end out of bed and going. Now, I did put on like an extra two layers of clothing because it was cold, (laughs) But figuring out those those disciplines that you need to put in place in your life and then starting the process. Now, when I ran this morning, I haven't been running consistently. I usually take a couple months off around wintertime. And and so my my mile pace was like 9.30. Now, I'm a runner. Like, I like being in the sevens. I like to be back in the sixes. But I have to be patient with the process. I can't be discouraged that I just went out and ran 9.30 miles Because I know I haven't been doing it. I haven't been doing the process. And in order for me to get back to a running shape that I really enjoy, to where I kind of get that runner's high and I can just go for miles, I'm going to have to be consistent. I'm going to have to stop negotiating with myself. And, And eventually, if I run the process and if I'm patient with it, eventually I'm going to get back to where I want to be. You know, in this realm of physical fitness and health, we've tried a lot of different things 
as a couple and as individuals over the years to try and expedite this health journey. I've done Weight Watchers before, which I really enjoy. I enjoy it too. It's actually pretty good. And we've, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it helps you stay on track. Yeah. Uh, We have found that it works best for us when we choose to do a health journey together. Partially because I'm preparing the meals most of the time. And if I'm in the mindset also of cooking healthy things, like it's going to benefit the both of us. Whereas if I'm not, it's all carb all day because that's just fun. Uh, One of the misconceptions and fast food mentalities in this realm is I just want to be fit and thin right now. So maybe I should just starve myself. Or I want to lose 15 pounds in like two weeks. Yeah. I I think the best idea to do is to cut all carbs immediately from your diet. What do you think, Chris? (laughs) She's now making fun of me, folks, because that's what I kind of do. I, I get really, 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 really like black and white legalistic with this. And I just stop eating carbs. Which makes him super nice. <laughs> she starts throwing bread at me and saying, you need to eat this. You need to eat car- carbs are good, folks. Maybe maybe you need to limit them. But we probably don't want to just totally cold turkey cut them out of our diet because I can actually feel it within me. I see it on him. And I even asked one day this week, is it a nice day today or a not nice day today? <laughs> I think what you said, you're like, hey, how, how you doing? I'm, like, ah, I'm doing good. I said, I got some things running through my head right now. And then I made some comment. I can't remember what it was. I think I, th- I, think I said it got on the scale. And she goes, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was wondering whether you were going to be happy or sad with that. I'm doing fine with it. Hey, folks, we want to get transition into that next piece of health. And that's going to be mental health. And we've shared this a lot on the podcast. And because of our transparency with, with the road that we walked, I have people reach out to me from time to time. And I've been using this phrase, be patient with the process, because I I wasn't at first. When I started to experience an anxiety disorder and depression, I wanted to get better. I mean, naturally, right? You don't want to live through this nightmare roller coaster of mental health, but you have to. You have to be patient with the process. You, you're not going to get fixed in one session at a counselor. I had actually been seeing a counselor and my doc for a number of months. I want to say it was close to six months. I've shared it before. I let him put me on medicine. I was doing coloring and drawing and just a whole bunch of different modalities and treatment. And I really felt like they were working. And about the same time, Jamie got pregnant with with number four daughter. Jamie didn't do it on her own. His face just looked at me like it was my fault. I asked her why she pulled the goalie. She's like, you knew I wasn't on birth control. So we, uh, I I was in a good spot. I felt good. I felt good. So I told my counselor I was going to stop taking meds. My counselor did not fully endorse this decision. However, eventually I just said I was going to do it. And my counselor said, all right, you're going to do it. And we're going to walk you through this. And then came the stress of her being pregnant. We were trying to sell our house. And I just started feeling uncomfortable. I don't know how else to, 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 to describe that. I wasn't about to have another anxiety attack. I wasn't feeling depressed. But I felt like I was moving towards that direction. And discomfort is the best way I can describe it now. And I reached out to my doc and my counselor. And I'm like, hey, I need to go back on meds. And they're like, Excellent. We thought you should. We actually think you should stay on it for a couple years, maybe. 
after you feel good to really work out all of this stuff and to heal your brain completely. It's a tool to help us use these other things to heal your brain. And that was a huge setback for me. Like I wanted to be okay again. I wanted to be fixed and acknowledging that I wasn't and I still needed this tool, the medication tool, was really, really, really hard for me. But I had to be patient with the process. I had to recognize that healing, spending, a, I'd been a child crime detective for a couple years at that point, I think. Spending two years listening to little Susie and little Johnny stories of them being hurt and that screwing with my brain was not going to get healed in six months. It was going to take a lot of time to heal that. This injury took time, and in the same manner, it's going to take time to heal. Maybe a lifetime. Oh, I completely agree. I think it is a lifetime, and that's not bad. It's If you have a, a knee that oftentimes is injured when you when you use it improperly, whether that be in lifting or in running, that's a lifelong healing process. You can rehabilitate it back to where it's functional, but now you have to be disciplined with how you use it so that you don't re-aggravate it. And that's the same thing with our brains, folks. If you've suffered some type of post-traumatic stress injury, it might be a lifetime and that's okay. It's going to get a whole lot better. I can tell you that. But there's times that I feel my amygdala get triggered and I think I'm prone to that because of my past. Let's get into the next one, Jane. What's the the number two area that we wanted to talk about being patient in the process? We wanted to talk about being patient in our marriage. And as we were throwing this topic around, we were really trying to hammer out some talking points and all of them pointed back to one area. And that was communication. Yeah, not the area that I was hoping. I actually brought up the area that I was hoping, sex. But then I realized that to have a healthy sex life and marriage communication is a key part. And as we brainstormed the other things, other than she's looking at me really scornfully, because I just kind of said something I'm not usually supposed to say. However, we realized that communication is the foundation, folks. Now, in communication, let's break that out a second. We need to listen to our spouse. We need to empathize with our spouse. That's what we're talking about. That's the f- That is the foundation of communication. After we've listened and shown empathy, then maybe we gain permission to talk a little bit. Then we have the ability to to speak as well. And hopefully our spouse is reciprocating to where you are going to be talking because they're going to now want to listen to you. They're going to now want to show empathy to you. You know, this area has been a huge area for of growth for us in our marriage. We always, we did not do a great job of this. We don't always do a great job of this currently, but I will say that my tendency early marriage was not to communicate with you about how I was feeling, especially if I was disagreeing with you. I would probably just do the freeze mode and go silent and not say anything because I didn't know how to have a constructive um, conversation and communicate with you like what was going on. And I still struggle at this. I don't do it right all the time, folks. Last night, Jamie says to me, hey, I don't know if I want to record a podcast tomorrow morning. It feels like work. And I was like, but our our cycle for our podcast host is going to reset in four days and I need to get this episode in. Like, So like, I'm like, we have to do this. And now I'm a little frustrated that she doesn't want to do it. And I didn't respond like I should have. Oh, wow. It feels like work. Tell me more about that, babe. Like, you know, why is it feeling like work? Tell me, you know, some of the thoughts and feelings that you're having wasn't the way I responded. 
So sometimes you're going to mess this up. You're going to have three steps forward and, and you're like, yes, we're starting to get good at this. We got an awesome marriage. And then you're going to take two steps back or five steps back and you're going to be discouraged. Folks, you got to be patient with the process. You got, if you want a deep and rich marriage, you have to be patient with the process. It's like fine wine. It doesn't get good in three weeks. It's going to take a lot more time for it to ferment and really mature for you to enjoy a rich and deep marriage. And we're constantly learning that over and over again. And Chris did circle back to the conversation this morning and give me a space to say anything else I needed to say. Where I went mentally with what I was feeling was it feels like work. I don't know if I'm having an impact and it's time. Well, unknowing to him, what I reconciled was I want time with him and I'm going to use this time that we have together on the air, off the air, uh, and, and let God truly do what he will with it. So, And what was going through my mind as I'm out on my run this morning, feeling frustrated with my wife because she doesn't want to do what I want to do, is I was actually holding myself accountable. A lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast are flowing through my brain. And instead of me beating you up in my mind of, why aren't you doing this? Why can't you recognize that this is good? I'm recognizing, Chris, you didn't give her space last night. You didn't do what you're telling everyone else to do. And you need to go back and try to give her some space and listen to her and see what's going on with her. And ultimately, you can't force her into doing something that isn't what she wants. So I like that both of us in our own private time got to a good spot. Let's get into the third one, babe. What's the third area that we wanted to talk about being patient with the process? We wanted to talk a little bit about parenting. And as uh, we were preparing, I just mentally and literally on paper divided it into three categories of child rearing. I put the category of small children, adolescents, and then adult children. Yeah. When they're little folks, they're not sleeping through the night. They're pooping everywhere. You feel like if you're in that season right now, you're just, you're just like, it's all consuming. You're low on sleep. You're tired of having to do so many loads of laundry. One of our daughters, I swear, her rear end was was pointed directly up because she would always shoot right up the back of her clothes. So we're constantly washing her her onesies and it just gets exhausting. But guess what? All four of our kids eventually potty trained. Yeah, there was a light at the end of the tunnel and you have to be patient with it. In the middle of it, it's really hard to do, but got to be patient. Which leads us to adolescence is the next category. And in this section, I felt like we couldn't do very many things correct. We didn't know what we were talking about a lot of the time. And that's hard to hear. Hey, hold on a second. You're not saying we actually didn't know. You're saying that our preteen or teenage kids were telling us. Right. You have no clue. Right. Telling us we were invalid or didn't know what we were talking about. And their reflection has been different on that now that they're older. But in the moment, why are you helicopter parenting me? Why must I tell you everywhere I go? This seems babyish. Because I have to tell you everywhere I go. <laughs> Absolutely. When I'm, when I'm going to be 20 minutes late, 
home after work, I send my kids a text message if Jamie's not home. Hey, I'm going to be late tonight. I did that with one of our daughters this week and she wasn't home and I didn't realize it. And she's like, why are you texting me? I'm like, oh, sorry. You're at practice right now. My bad. But Jamie's right. Is it, It's a tough season when your kids, when you know that you're trying to pass on wisdom and you're trying to grow your kids in maturity and they're constantly pushing back, constantly fighting, they're rebelling in different ways. You got to be patient with the process. You're going to have to pick your battles. You have to pick your battles. You can't sit there and make everything a war. But as you pick those battles, get back to the core foundations, the core values that you as a family or you as an individual hold. And those are the things we're going to fight. Those are the things that we're going to insist upon. And in other areas, we're going to need to give them some space to make some decisions because ultimately they're practicing for adulthood. Oh, but it's so painful. It's super painful, folks. And we're not completely there. We have two more in the house. And although I think they're doing a remarkable job and I enjoy living in the same space as them, I guarantee we're not going to stay there. There's going to be a couple steps back, right? And if I'm not being patient with that, when it happens, I'm going to get super frustrated. Instead, I need to have the mindset of this is a process. I'm helping them mature into adulthood. So when we take those steps back and have conflict with the kids, we're just going to work through it. The third area of parenting is parenting adult children. And this is a bittersweet area because there's going to be tough times, right? And you've got to let them make adult decisions. Yeah. And other human beings are going to hurt them, are going to break their hearts. Other human beings are going to do different things. And you want to punch those people in the face or you want to uh, kill them and bury them. Crab pot, no buoy. Ah, Ryan Dewey, thank you for that. There's a lot of things you're going to want to do. You're going to want to protect them. You're going to want to shield them. You're going to want to warn them. You're going to want to constantly say things to them so that they don't make the same mistakes that you made or so that they don't make different mistakes. And in some areas, especially when they're inviting that wisdom, you're going to get the chance to do it. But in our experience, there's going to be some areas where we want to say something and the door is just not open and we have to we have to be patient with the process. We have to let them make the decision and and experience the consequence. And in some cases, maybe their decision will be better than the one we made, right? And that consequence is going to be a good consequence. You know, I look at the relationship we have with our parents and we have even a friendship both of us have with I think both sets of parents and that wasn't immediate. No, we didn't have that in our 20s, right? No, absolutely not. And I'm sure we did things that they saw and they were like, "Ooh, this is going to be hard. Why are they choosing to do that?" But I felt supported by them and loved and now we are in a season where we go to them for advice. We love just having relationship and truly look forward to time with them. But it wasn't immediate. Like I want those things with my kids, but I'm going to have to be patient with that process and just hope that someday we can have that. Yeah. And we invited their wisdom into our lives sometimes, but like when we joined the air force, uh, I, I remember having some looks on their face of, well, why are you doing that? Instead of this is awesome. Congratulations. Right. And so I don't think that they would have necessarily picked that for us, us going away and, and, and par partially because they liked us, I think, right? And so 
but looking back on it, I wouldn't have changed it. And I think, I think our parents wouldn't have changed it either. I think they think we made a good decision in, in doing that. I do too. So the call to action today is in a world of instant gratification, remember to live an uncommon life and be patient with the process. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Mondays. We want to hear from you. How are we doing here on the podcast, folks? There's a few different ways for you to communicate back to us. First and foremost, please follow us on whatever podcast platform you're consuming this on. That will cause the next episode to pop up for you. You can also rate and review us if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple. They have five stars waiting on our main page. We'd really appreciate a five-star rating that will increase the viewability on those platforms. However, folks, you've heard me say it, those are your stars. So if we haven't earned five stars, maybe shoot us an email instead at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how to make it better. Future Marriage Monday topics or guests for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is real tough. So go and love well.